Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in to DNVR Bets Daily on this beautiful Friday here in Denver, Colorado. I, Andre Simone, am flying solo today after a bit of a rough night in the KBO, but we'll talk about that in a sec because really without Ryan here, the beauty of this show is we had our guy, Curtis Blades, if you haven't watched the show regularly or missed the first time Blades was on the show, he's the number one ranked heavyweight contender in the world in the UFC, really kind of the youngest top five contender in that division. Future is extremely bright. He's got all the parts of his game ready to uh, to really become a dominant force in the UFC. He's got a big fight in two weekends. We talked to him about that. We talked to him about preparation for that fight, everything that's going on. And then he was so kind after dominating the picks the first time we had him on to go into this really complex, it's kind of a a UFC card made for diehards. He went through pick by pick with me um, from that main card of this upcoming Saturday. So we did all of that. We're going to play that interview in full because it was just fantastic uh, talking all the ins and outs of those fights with Blades. Before we do that, real quick, though, a quick word to our friends at DraftKings. I remind you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code DMVR and get your sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Support them, guys. They've been amazing to us. All the props that they've allowed us to put on there all the different offers, opt-ins, protections, bonuses, the Colorado Avalanche to win the uh, Stanley Cup. You've got a an extra bonus on that. It's just, I don't know what you're doing if you're not getting in on DraftKings. So do that and uh, support us and use code DMVR and get, um, you know, get matched the amount that you put in. That's a beautiful deal. And there'll be some great deals over the weekend. Now to our interview with Curtis Blades. How's it going, Blades? Thanks for coming on our The Denver Sports Podcast. No problem, man. I'm doing doing good. How are you guys? Good. We're excited to learn more about uh, your fight. Yeah, Curtis, you've got this fight coming up. We talked about it last time uh, you were you were on with us on the bets where you nailed a bunch of picks, by the way. You really um, did. All of our guys were like, we are only listening yes. to Blake's picks from now on. That's right. Very, so very excited to have you back on. <laughs> but now finally we get to talk about a fight that you're in. Big fight, main card for the UFC fight night coming up on June 20th. That'll be in Las Vegas. And you're going against, you know, seasoned vet Alexander Volkov. 
you're obviously the higher rank guy. I was looking at the odds on DraftKings. You're coming in as a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, how have you been preparing for that, man? Um, it's been a pretty uh, traditional camp. I've been mm. doing my strength and conditioning, doing my pad work, doing my sparring rounds, my jujitsu workouts, my wrestling workouts. So everything's pretty much been normal for me. I know the, the rest of the world's been a little bit out of whack, but yeah. my schedule's been pretty much the same. So nothing has been different, even though um, you guys have to think of COVID now in the back of your mind? Honestly, I don't even think about the corona. Because um, I've, I've read the stats. I've, I think, honestly, I think I had it back in January before my junior fight. I lost about 15 pounds, like, wow. two weeks out. I, I couldn't sleep. I was hacking. I was sweating a lot. Couldn't eat, puking. Then it goes away. And I still won the fight, so... And I had abs. I'm not that mad about it. <laughs> yeah, you won that fight in convincing style, too. You showed some of your – added a, a little more to your game here. What can we expect in this Volkov fight? I mean, and I don't – you don't want to give away your game plan. Not that Volkov's no, necessarily – my game plan is always the same, universal. I want to pressure you. I want to wrestle you. I'm going to elbow you. It's always the same. Beautiful. Yeah, he's going to struggle with that ground and pound. I see his only game plan as trying to keep you at bay with those kicks. But the yeah. problem here, Blades, is if I'm really good at kicking, but I'm going against someone like you, I'm terrified that you're going to catch my leg and take me to the ground. So how does he navigate that, man? And how do you take advantage of that? Um, exactly how the junior fight was. I knew he was scared to put anything out there because when you put any any heavy strikes out there, you have to anchor down your back hip. When you anchor down that, that back leg, it makes you a stationary target. If you miss or if you hit me, but it doesn't put me, it doesn't scare me away, I'm going to get to your hips and no one wants to be underneath me. So he's not going to be as aggressive as he normally might be. He's going to be going backwards. I'm going to be able to pressure him. And when you're getting pressured, you make bad decisions. You, you get a little antsy. You start tossing out things you wouldn't you wouldn't usually toss out because you're not used to being on your back Look, the whole fight. He's going to be going backwards this whole fight. Mm. Yeah, I, I can just see it already. Um, he is the bigger fighter. I was interested to usually enter and how much you set yourself up I don't have to but right now I weigh 259 uh, I normally enter Monday at 259 58 mm -hmm. around there and then just I don't eat that much uh, throughout the week because I do have nerves nerves happen regardless yeah. it happens every fight week so my hunger kind of goes away and uh mm -hmm. I just don't eat as much. I, I lose a little bit of weight. I'll probably be on the scale at probably 255. Uh -huh. Oh, that's beautiful. So, I mean, it's basically you're you're not even cutting anything. That's such a huge advantage. I feel bad for heavyweights that have to, to cut weight. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, Blades, so this podcast here, we talk about all Denver sports and kind of break down maybe the um, hockey fan doesn't know much about football, so we kind of break it down in those. Could you kind of explain what your week is like next week right before the fight for those who may not be watching MMA as much? 
Well, usually my, my week is I get there on a Tuesday. We sign it. I mean, we check in. I get my bag of gear. Um, my coaches usually get there the next day. So Tuesday, pretty much hang out, do whatever I want to do. Wednesday, my coaches get there. I do a couple interviews uh, over the phone or Skype. We get a workout in, then we relax. Thursdays, same thing. I do my media obligations, and then I relax. And then Friday, we get on the scale. We make weight. We eat. We work out. And then we, we pretty much the whole week is just mental prep. So there's, mm. there's not a whole lot you can do in five days if you haven't already added it. Right. Like, I'm not going to add a new move that I don't, I don't already have in a week. So it's pretty much all mental. Like my coach likes to, to say the hay is in the barn already. Yeah, I like that. And then probably pretty similar here with the COVID. Have they tested you prior? Do they just test you once you get to Vegas? How does that process um, been working? I I have had a couple of teammates who have already had fights during the the pandemic and they told me um, when you get there they're going to test you once they're going to do the what they put the thing down your throat mm. do that oh yeah you pass, you pass that you get a red wristband which means you're good and then the rest of the week they check your temperature every morning and then I think again at night time and if you're good you you keep your wristband and that's pretty much all I know and I know they they really don't want us to be like, like out exploring or out right. like um, interacting with other people. So I'll probably be uh, in the in the hotel wherever that is. I don't I don't even have my hotel info yet, but wherever the hotel is, that's probably where I'll just spend most of my my time at. Right. Well, it's all of the guys that you've been training with at Elevation have been dominating lately. What do you think it is about training there that has given you all such um, an advantage? I think it's the Elevation. Mm -hmm. I've always said that. That's why I moved here. I'm originally I'm from uh, Chicago. I lost my debut fight. I knew I had to ch change up things. And I, I was blessed. I was able to come here and make a great connection with the coaches down at the elevation and I think that's the biggest X factor is my condition. If you can push the pace for the duration of the fight, if you can keep at an eight for the first round, the second round, third round, and if you have a five round fight, the fourth and the fifth round, a lot of guys come out at a 10 and they drop to a seven and they drop to a five and then they keep, they just keep dropping. That makes sense. I think that's why a lot of athletes come out to Colorado, especially runners, to just kind of practice yeah. and, and get used to the elevation. Yeah. yeah, huge factor there. And, I mean, it's just been showing. the the All the Colorado guys have just been dominating, um, especially in these recent cards. Ali, should we move on to the upcoming fights this weekend? And Yes, people are so excited to hear your picks for this weekend. Okay. See ya. Let, me, let, me, let me preface before yes. we start. A lot of the, the fighters on this card, I have never heard of. I'm okay. not even going to lie to you. So a lot of them, I'm, 
I might just say pass because I don't okay. know. I don't want to give out false information. Well, we appreciate that. Yes, for sure. I'm down. It is an unusual card. Kind of exciting from a betting perspective because there's some younger yeah. guys, more unknown guys. Yeah. I think it'll be more wide open. We'll see less knockouts despite the smaller cage. By the way, smaller cage in the apex. That's a huge advantage for you under Volkov. I love that. So anyways, we start with the main card. Local kid, Mark De La Rosa, trains out at Factory X. Um, he's going against Jordan Espinosa, two former ranked, ranked flyweights going up to bantamweight. Um, I think this is kind of a toss-up, and I'm intrigued by De La Rosa as a plus-135 underdog. Espinosa is going to be faster, want to play more at range. De La Rosa is the better grappler and is going to want to make it more of a fight in the phone booth, and that's why I like the underdog. Any thoughts on this one? I would agree. I think I think the smaller octagon favors the grappler. Right. So I'm yep. going to go with De La Rosa. And it's so unusual to have both guys going up from flyweight to bantamweight, especially with the bantamweight being so competitive. Um, I find that quite intriguing. I mean, they're probably having issues like getting their proper nutrition and it's not, I know the pandemic has made it hard for like guys to have to, to cut weight. That's one of the blessings of being a heavyweight. I didn't right. have to worry about all that extra stuff. That makes a lot of sense. I hadn't even considered that. Um, the next fight is Gustavo Lopez, who's making his UFC debut. He's coming from uh, Combate Americas. So I was watching highlights of him. He's a former wrestler out of the state of Washington, highly ranked as a prep. Um, and a as a pro MMA, or he's had some knockouts and stuff. So he's exciting to watch against um, Merab Dwalish, who's just a pit bull. Uh, yeah. Lopez is a huge underdog. I'm intrigued by his skills, but I know he's never fought the level of, of fighters he's going to see in the UFC. And Dwalish is so tough, man. He just keeps coming so complete. What, any suggestions here? I'm gonna go with Marab. He is the veteran, and yeah. he's hungry. I've I've watched yeah. him. Like, he goes in. He brings the high energy, high pace, and again, the smaller octagon is gonna yeah. is gonna force guys who who usually don't like to engage early. You don't have to engage. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to you don't have to put put some punches out there early. Yeah. And if, if you're not comfortable doing that, which I don't I don't think a lot of guys are. Unless you're the grappler, right. I'm going to go with Malab again. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, the, the value you're getting on the plus 300 underdog is intriguing, but yeah, I'm with you 100%. Couldn't talk myself into that. Then we have a really intriguing featherweight fight with Andre Feely, minus 220 favorite against the Canadian Charles Jourdain. Both these guys in their mid-20s, both exciting, uh, young, athletic dudes. Uh, with some nice skills. My only thing is, Jordan's this will be his third UFC fight. He's one and one in his prior two fights. Feely instead, despite just being 26, has played, has competed against nothing but highly ranked guys. Uh, Max Holloway famously said he was the toughest opponent he'd ever face. This is another one where I think the favorite's too hard to pass out. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to Andre. I've watched him, like you said, it, it feels like he's. He's been in the UFC for about a decade, even though it hasn't been. But I've watched right. so many of his fights. I like how he moves. He switches stances all the time. He's always creating new angles. And he's aggressive. He, mm -hmm. he throws a lot. He throws heavy heat. 
and he's a he's a decent grappler also. I've seen him get taken down. I've seen him put guys in bad positions in his guard. I think overall, I got, I watch Charles Jordan. He's nice, but I just mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's uh ready for a guy like Andre. Yeah, I completely agree. And the other thing about Felia is that guy's got a chin for him, you know. For a yeah. flashy, pretty boy fighter, that guy has survived some tough ones um, in extended fights. Okay, well, we get to the grudge match of the of the weekend. This crazy Carl Roberts, Marvin Vittori fight. Roberts again misses weight. So I don't know what's happening with this. Um, dude. Wait, wait, wait. He missed weight again? He missed weight again. Oh, I'm going Vittori. I'm going. You have Vittori to go, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and how can how can Carl even get away with doing this again? I I, I don't know. He he is playing with it. Fire. Because if he loses this, he he's going right. to go in there with a lot of pressure. Because he knows if he loses, very likely, very likely, because they don't like that. You miss right. weight back to back. They don't like that at all. Well, Vittori's highly motivated. Vittori's got a lot of talent. I mean, we forget the last fight this guy lost was in a split decision against Izzy. So, like, I watched that. Right. Yeah. My only thing is Vittori's so big and powerful, and yet we haven't seen much uh, KOs from him. I I see him kind of get tired out. So he's he's smart. He he doesn't really. Roll a lot of heavy stuff. He's always just touching, touching, right, probing, right. getting you to move, and he, he kind of directs you with his punches. Like he'll hit you with a jab this way and go to the body, and the other side to kind of box you in. But he's not looking to drop you. He's just looking to uh, control you. So that's kind of the game plan there. Okay, and I I mean, and he's gonna want to play at closer range while you know Carl can has those kicks. He's a good defensor. You know, he's good defensive movement. But yeah, Vittori, ah man, the, with all that's going on in the end, I, I'm kind of with you on Vittori, even though I was intrigued by Robertson as a as an upset here. And then the main event, Cynthia Calvillo going up from strawweight against Jessica I, the number one contender in the flyweights. I guess I see Calvillo as the more exciting and more complete fighter, uh, especially with her grappling skills, but I is going to have that added size advantage that might nullify kind of the, the advantages Calvillo has on paper. Honestly, both of these fighters, neither one of them has scary power. Yeah. Either one of them has scary hands. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a lot of uh, clinching and space. Clinching and space. They don't know how to fight in that zone two range, that that uh, kickboxing range. They're either going to be way, way apart or just like way, way too close to hurt each other. So this is probably going to end up being a split decision. I have no idea who's going to win this one though because they're pretty much the same fighter. Yeah, Vegas and myself are with you. It is a true toss-up here. Okay. Any, um, I guess I was reading up the one prelim upset I thought was intriguing was Charles Rosat plus one fifty against Kevin Aguilar. Any of these fights where you think they could um, easy KO or won't go the distance, and that's a nice value bet to hit here. Um, 
honestly, I haven't watched enough of either guy to give you an accurate uh, depiction. So sure, sure. Yeah. In know. general, on this card, though, any of these fights we just talked about, where you think like, oh yeah, that guy's gonna win, and he's winning by so he's winning with a finish. I don't know that there are any in this card. No, there's there's no this whole card feels mm-hmm. like a prelim for yes. for the next card next weekend for my card. It feels like That's a true. giant prelim. So. That's true. It really honestly, is honestly, I may not even um, watch it. on your card how. Uh, Really, I mean, I woke up my brother, he just got here in town, and we might just go up to the mountains. Oh, gotcha, get some hiking stuff. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, especially the week prior to your fight. Uh, speaking of finishes, what about your match against Volkov? Do you have a round prediction for us? I never predict, you you never know. And all my fights where I have gotten a finish, if you Mm -hmm. watch my pre-fight interviews, I said this same thing. I don't hunt the finish. I let it happen organically. Like yeah. My game plan is just going to break you and break you. If you give me the finish, okay, like Alistair or Junior or Abdurahimov, but if it doesn't happen, like Justin Willis or Mark Hunt, it yeah. doesn't happen. But it's still a dominant decision regardless. I cannot wait, Curtis. I am so excited to see that. And hopefully with this DC um, rematch and the heavyweight fight finally scheduled, you guys will, this log jam that's been happening with those vets at the top will free the way for guys like you to really get a true shot at the, at the title after this. Yeah, man, we're rooting for you. So always a pleasure, Curtis, really geeking out, talking about these fights. There's nothing better for me. So thank you so much best of luck we will be rooting for you at the bar and all around denver during your card on the 20th and uh yeah can't wait to do this again soon thank you as always thank you to curtis blades on there um that was great as always he's uh just fantastical uh, fantastic especially when we get into the x's and o's interesting to hear his thoughts on this card really mark de la rosa the only upset that he kind of felt confident in doing some more research since we've done that interview, the main event, Cynthia Carvillo, Jessica, I, Jessica, I also came in overweight. So she's going to lose some money. Um, the Carl Roberts, him coming in overweight, that factors into this. So I really think you kind of go chalk. You play that one upset with De La Rosa and the other with Charles Rosa that I've suggested. So those are easy to remember. Rosa, De La Rosa. Boom. I'll, um, I'll try and remember all of that. Dre. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Andre, you were pretty shocked that he wasn't going to watch this weekend. I, I've become so UFC obsessed. I was like, what? what? <laughs> you, you stopped in your tracks and were I like, know. really? <laughs> well, it seemed like he was really like putting out a statement like this card is so awful. I won't even be watching. Then he explained, no, no, it's because family's in town. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, it could be. I think I mean. In a sense, he was saying that, that his card is the big one coming up. And I mean, he's not wrong. Well, um, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to hop back out again, but okay. go twins. Go twins. All right. I love it. Um, and keep any comments coming because we're closing it out. But if, if anyone's trying to interact, uh, I want to know. So KBO went disastrously uh, yesterday. I had uh, three picks. 
Bears Eagles over 10 and a half didn't hit. And then the dinos seem like such a shoe. And this is this has happened several times. It happened with Jokish. We have a massive favorite. We have a pitcher we really love, like going against a pitcher who's awful. So we take the team to win outright by over one and a half points. I know our guy Chris Hill was in for minus two and a half and was saying he wanted to get in on more than that. So um I hope Chris didn't go in too heavy. And I had Dinos over six and a half. That doesn't hit either because it ends up being a 3-2 game that goes into extra innings. So that didn't help me at all. Classic 0-3 night where um, all goes sour. But all in all, it's been a good week for me, especially with uh, baseball helping out, the draft and all that. And beyond the UFC picks where I'm riding with Blades, I told you that Charles Rosa, De La Rosa is the only upsets. Um, the interesting thing is the odds have changed for that Cynthia Calvillo fight. Um, she's now the favorite. It's not really a push anymore. So Jessica, I now a slight underdog, which seems reasonable. I don't know that I, I, I like Cynthia Calvillo when she was a little less than, uh, you know, than, than a push now where she's the favorite. I, I really kind of hate that. So that might be just a stay away for me altogether. Um, Carl Roberts, there, there's some intrigue there as an upset against Vittori, even if he missed his weight, because he's going to be healthier without having missed that weight. But Vittori's so upset. Go find the clip of them almost getting in a fight after he missed weight last time around. Um, that's a true grudge match. I will be glued to my TV to watch all of that unfold. But yeah, those UFC picks um, kind of chalk from there. And uh, with my KBO picks, I am going... Heroes, Dinos, over 11. Giants, Twins, over 9. Um, I would say that's because producer Ali just said go Twins. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the ERAs of these pitchers. Ryan, comes Sunday, I'm going to force him to give us some more golf picks because those were going really well. So I'm coming back at it. But that's the weekend picks for you. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe out there. We'll talk against Monday and recap all this and uh, get into some more bets and odds and all the good stuff that the good people at DraftKings Sportsbook are adding. So have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for riding with us.